Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is preventing a negative environment. I have a terrific expert today who will share their thoughts. Brian Koss. Brian Koss is EVP at Mortgage Network. Previously, he was with Countrywide and North American Company, and also Boston Five Cents. Hi, Brian. Hey, Pat. How are you? Great. Well, this is an important topic for sure, and uh, there's not enough conversation about it. So I'm so glad that you're going to share your wisdom with it. But let's talk about first, like, how did you get into managing? You were a loan officer and were a top producer, the typical pattern. But how did that ended up happening for you? You know, it's 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 funny. Um, it's a combination sometimes of the, the the good and the bad, right? So you have some, I had some, my first jobs at Boston Five, I had some great managers uh, and, uh, and role models, some who are still friends today. And then I had an experience uh, as what I would call an anti-mentor, uh, which was this guy, first guy I know to make, you know, a million dollars in this business. And yet in my mind, he didn't do uh, do it the way I would I would want it done uh, as an as an employee. Uh, and uh, so I said, this, this guy can do as much volume as he does uh, and, and run a branch of the size, yet uh, seems to be you know, violating some of the key tenants that I think um, should should happen. Uh, I, I'd love to take a shot at this myself and ended up leaving and taking a job where I had an opportunity to be uh, to be a sales leader. And um, I've been working with uh, with that, that person ever since. Well, that's a great story. So you felt you were going to be better than the guy that was doing it, correct? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, yet, and yet he was successful, right? And I think yes. frequently in this business, you do. It is frustrating that um, that over the years we've seen companies do things what we would think not the right way, but they can have some great success for a period of time. But like Roman candles, they all fizzle out in the long run, and they may not build a good long-term business. Right. So what was the best advice that you ever heard on managing? It's such a critical topic, but what was the best advice you ever got? Well, the lead, lead the way you want to be led. So you know, walking the walk every day. And I think it, it's similar to being um, a, a good parent. You, 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 you role model every day. They, it's amazing the little things that the kids see you do uh, and watch you slip up and catch you on it. It's the same way, I think, as a um, as an employee and manager relationship that, that you would never ask anyone to do something you wouldn't do yourself. Uh, and uh, you can't say, well, you know, I don't have to do it because I'm a manager. It's, it's, it's just the opposite. And I've found over the years that I've been able to, to, to lead that way. And I've found out little things that, that uh, I would have assumed it was this way. And if I didn't actually try it myself and, and actually walk the walk, it doesn't mean you have to be the best at it. If anything, it makes it more relatable. Uh, you to show your flaws, to show the journey and the struggle uh, of whatever you're trying to do. Um, but if you can be be a leader, so that you're able to, your folks can reach for something, and then you want them to surpass you, and and to do better than you, just like you would want your kids to be that way too. But you have to be able to to relate to it, experience it, and give guidance. Were you a great one? Were there like any books that were important to you for managing purposes? 
you know, I've had many over the years. One of the ones that, that, that come to mind right now that I use in the past year that's more recent, I think people can sink their teeth into, was a book called Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear. And what I like about it is, even though it's not a classic management book, it, it, it does give you some management pieces, but I actually used it as a chapter uh, of a, at a week kind of process. So I have a weekly sales call and it was, I just every week went through, you know, so th this is the pickups from this chapter and this is what are we going to actually implement and then come back the following week, how are we implementing and how are we going through it and living it myself. So a lot of it was, you know, basic, as it says, atomic habits, building block habits and changing the way together, whatever we do. So whatever the job might be in, in the branch, everyone can benefit from this and including myself, and I'm going to go through it together with you. Uh, so I loved using that, and I, I know because many of my loan officers have come back to me and uh, you know have, have quoted from it and, um, and you know, gotten copies that they wanted to give them to the people in their lives as well. So uh, anything that actually makes you want to actually utilize it, mm -hmm. any book that, that has takeaways that, that you actually are going to implement, uh, I find uh, the most powerful. Well, that's a great point. There's another book that I would also recommend called Tiny Habits. And so um, it's certainly pretty similar to Atomic Habits. But that's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I think it's really a key point is how do you it's one thing to want to do something, but it's another thing. How do you install it as a behavior, which is really what they're all about. When you mm -hmm. look at your secret sauce for managing that people miss, what do you think that is? Well, it's funny thinking like a sauce and being being a, a cook. It's the right ingredients, right? So if you don't start off with good ingredients, you can't make a great meal. And that's in the hiring. Uh, so much a, a part of it is choosing the right people. And the biggest mistakes uh, that I still have, have made, or even too even too recently, uh, is sometimes making a decision um, based on production and not on culture, uh, based on. Um, I need I need to hire this 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 month this quarter this year uh, and you you pick someone who's just outside your box and um, and, and it's frustrating because you see people who aren't you aren't a good fit for you or your culture but do well somewhere else and then you you, you think well maybe I can change them well you can't um, it's just you, you think you, they are who they are you can modify their behavior but you can't change who they are. Right. And, and it makes all the difference in the world. So that's probably num number one. Um, I guess on the other secret sauce side would be the um, communication part, the how you're able to communicate, make sure it's heard, make sure have them repeat it back and confirm that they're hearing it. Uh, and that that mirror part that that, you know, the ability to look in the mirror yourself and realize, am I doing this? Am I walking the walk? And and asking for that back, you know, if I'm not doing this, don't hesitate to tell me. And uh, if I'm not clear, tell me, and be approachable uh, in that way, and be empathetic as as part of that too. That that the difficulty, especially now, so much of this is that empathy to understand what people are going through, uh, and just to ask and listen. And that, but many times you just, well, I'm here if you need me. Open door policy, and that's not good enough. You know, it had this to be able to probe, really show you care, but actually care and ask, and they'll, they'll know when you're being authentic. So, 
in these times, which are certainly unique, so have you upped your communications? In other words, are you doing things more now than you were in the past? Oh, absolutely. More, much, much more than, than, than ever. Um, we, I mean, we've always believed in, we like to say this is a company for adults, uh, but I, you know, I mean that too, or try that wherever I've been is I want smart people around me and I want, I don't want to dumb things down. And I'll say, if it's too much, tell me, but I want to show, I want you to know and understand the decisions that we make. And boy, more than ever, the transparency of what's going on, because so much of it doesn't make sense to, to loan officers today and processors today. Like, why is this happening? It can't possibly be happening this fast. Explain to me. So we've had lots and lots of one-on-one type classes and, uh, and, and consistent communications with video uh, with uh, conference calls, webinars, uh, updating everybody so that they, and, and we're getting really good feedback from it that they know we're trying everything. And no matter what they're hearing out there, um, they're saying, you know, I, I feel really, I feel in good hands because I feel you guys are making the right decisions and you're including me in it. And I know I have the right to speak up. And I know you'll listen to me, uh, but that comes because we're opening the door every day and, and making sure they understand the whys and we're making the decision. And also what would change that going forward? You know, for this for this to change, these things have to happen. So when those things happen, then things change, they get it. It's not a shock and we can keep moving at the good speed that we're at. That's a really great point, which raises to the next question. If you had to go back and you've managed for a long time, uh, what's the key practice that you keep coming back to uh, from your managing uh, skill set? There's one thing that for those who've worked with me for a long time, we you know we we have a thing called doesn't sound really appetizing, but it's called the autopsy. Uh, we we never make decisions in the moment. We fix the problems as they occur, but we stay inside the problem. Meaning, um, if it's a it's, about a it's a closing, it's a decision to sell a loan, it's a decision to price or whatever it might be. It's instead of there's no never a blame, never a judgment. It's to solve the, think of the customer, think of the people involved, let's make the right business decision. But the key thing is not, that doesn't die. We, we whether it's a day or two later after motions of maybe calm down and we've had some time to actually look at it, we call it what we're doing the autopsy. When mm -hmm. we get together or that, that body and go, okay, how did we get here? How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? And what solutions do we have again? Not to assess blame, but to assess accountability and learnings, what learnings can we take from this? Um, the same way we look we look over every single customer service survey, and we're fortunate that we can usually count on one month, one hand, the amount of surveys might be negative that we might receive. We know them, so the, our, you know, our, the, our top leaders, operation and sales leaders and president and CEOs know the exact ones that did not give us um, a, a good rating. And when, Sometimes loan officers will say, well, you know, there's just some jerks out there and it's just the way it is. You know, mm -hmm. That might be so, but I, I learned something from even from the craziest and I get all those make, you know, calls that might occur and deal with a difficult customer. I take every single one and I ask them to walk me through it and, and I always learn something from it because um, even if we did it, I might find a situation where we did a loan for somebody who, uh, who we knew was going to be, well, I knew this person was going to be a jerk from the beginning. Oh, well, why did you take a pricing concession? Why did you beg for the, why did you? Right. You know, 
that didn't make a lot of sense. So we, there's always a learning uh, that comes from, uh, and it happens not in the heat of the moment, but on that autopsy. And everyone knows they'll be held accountable later, but they also know that to raise issues early because they won't be yelled at, they won't be uh, made feel stupid or to blame. Uh, they'll, they'll know that the, the problem will get solved, which is their biggest stress of the day. And there's emotions and, and you know, people on the other side of that. But, but I also know that someone will be held to task and we will fix this. This won't happen again later. And uh, that saved me many uh, you know, employees over the years. They know they just they know they're going to bring it to me and go, I know we'll talk about it later, but thanks for fixing it now. So that raises the question before we uh, move into our topic today. I'm just curious that, so when you get a complaint, let's say the customer and, and you're talking to them or you get a negative uh, feedback. Um, so you talk to the customer and then what's the sequence? You go back to the local loan officer and mm -hmm. then work it out. Is that is that what you're doing? To, to all parties involved. Yes. Sure. I, I hear it. So you basically you tell me your side now loan mm -hmm. officer again and processor and you know, why do you think this customer might feel this way? Mm -hmm. and just keep asking a series of questions and saying, okay, here's, I need you to see it from their side now. And this mm -hmm. is how this, this email came across. When you said this, this is how they heard it. Do you understand that now? What would you now do differently? What's your takeaway? Mm -hmm. um, and, and try and get, get to that. And there's usually some pickup somewhere. Um, and every once in a while, there's someone that's just not, not there, but even then there's a learning. So sure. yeah, there's that's that ability to really get the, see it from the customer's side now, because they, they've made up their mind and, and feel that they, they don't want to be made the, they want, they want to be blameless in that situation. Right. Sure. It's not really about blame. It's, it's about that you can make a learning. I don't care who it is. There's always something there. Well, that raises us to our topic for today about preventing a negative environment. Certainly, I know in your career and I know in my own career, you certainly have been in places where there were negative environments. So talk about how you ensure that that doesn't happen to your group. Well, it's funny. It's an extension of what we were just that, that example mm -hmm. really rolled into that is the ability to see it from all sides. So we talk a lot about, uh, matter of fact, this year, uh, for us, we found after 2018, when it was such a, it was a brutal year for us, uh, not very, very difficult year profitability was, and it was, there was a big margin compression and a strange year. And then 19 was a, it was great. It was a much better year. Uh, things were good, but you know, we were, we were a leaner, tighter company and, and everyone stressed themselves to, to, to make it work, uh, to, to take care of the external customer that we definitely got, came through it feeling a little beat up, and we we, we talked about 2020 being the intern the year of the internal customer. And if we take care of of each other the way we take care of the outside world, where we have 99.5 percent customer satisfaction, we need we can't let it be at the cost of us because people can tell when you're not happy. Uh, it, it just comes through in the communications, and that that, that people want to say, Gee, you, seem, you seem to really like your job. Uh, that comes from again that that sort of the empathy side of the processor, the under, you know, the closer, the the loan officer, making sure we'll spend time that with that person sitting in that person's chair for the day. So we have loan officers who have spent time sitting in that closer's chair to see do you understand how, how this closer's job becomes miserable if you if these things aren't done up front or if the communication is done this way. And anytime if we've if we've hired the right people, if we did the right ingredients up front then 
they're they're built they have empathy in them and they say oh i didn't mean to have that impact plus i see that you could probably close one more loan if i wasn't making your life so difficult right simply with an underwriter uh i didn't realize by me not putting this in this order or whatever has this impact on you and same with the underwriter when you just suspend a file and don't call and don't talk through it and, you know the rule of three we try and instill a you know, if after three emails, you got to pick up the phone and call uh, that the personalities have to come through. And I think now, especially now with everyone working from home, that has to be driven, driven in that you just can't hide behind uh, all this communication for all the talk of Microsoft Teams and you know Google Groups and whatever, mm -hmm. that just a phone and, and, a, and ideally even you know, face to face by, by using video uh, chat. And things like that to keep those community. Anytime you can get the personality together uh, and 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 uh, make communication happen, we've always found that that's created a positive atmosphere. And to really understand what it's like to be the other person and understand the impact uh, you have on their on their job, knowing that you all want the same thing. That being a mortgage company, uh, all we do is close loans every day, and so we all should be in alignment on that. It's really just not being sand in the gears and, and that feeling of everyone pulling together with you. Uh, and that, that's when we when we know it's clicking, when I have someone who just doesn't seem to care about their their, their, their teammates or understand how the company works. They say, well, I just want to close this loan no matter what and not understanding the long-term impact on the company. Uh, and in many ways also on the consumer, we would never do a loan that we didn't think was right for the customer. So it starts with that, that company was founded on that. that was, you know, do the right thing every day and make sure if this doesn't help the customer, I don't care whether I can do the loan or not, we shouldn't do the loan. And then it cascades down that you know, everyone in the process is looking for that. So that that creates that alignment. You know, there should be very little friction, all, all alignment that everyone gets their purpose and then, you know, can see that, oh, can't you see that I'm trying to do the same thing you, you are? Let's do it together. So Brian, how would how would a, a local manager ensure that uh, that that atmosphere is occurring? And then, from your standpoint, where you're way on the senior management level, how do you, from a practical standpoint, how do you ensure uh, that that environment is really in place? How often are you having meetings and uh, and how are you doing all of that? Maybe if you could walk that through, that would be great. Yeah, it's, I think the, the the meeting part isn't. Uh, it's got to be one. It's got to be one on one calls and audits. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the audits come from being able to drill down into specific loans here and there. Again, that's why you look at for us for the surveys are the the window to that. Because even if someone gives a good a good rating, but they say communication could have been better or there was a delay in the calls, but overall I was happy. We look for the little nuances in there and for trends. So you can see, and then you can match it up. I know how big is their pipeline, and and uh, you know the mm -hmm. difficult. Let's let's look at their loans closer and to see. Oh, I see the loans coming in this way, um, half done, or and some of the information is not clear, or they're they're putting in for you know three week closings, and yet they have no documents or something. They're setting it up to fail. So usually there's some way to 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 by by, by drilling down and using using reports to be able to see where lagging indicators might be, um, where hotspots might be, and then and then getting into it and then making a few calls, one-on-one -on -one conversations, uh, and and just asking for input on, you know, who's your, 
you know, who does it right? Who I'd like to talk about um, share on a sales call, you know, who someone who does it really well, and I can ask underwriters who does it really well. And in the same breath, by the way, who's you know, who who, who do you roll your eyes if you get a, a file from? Okay, that's you know, that's a little learning from that. And that, then you you just start putting pieces together and figuring, well, why do you feel this way, and how does that how does that impact you on a given day? So it's it, it's not to meetings and convert big big meetings big groups people just nod their head and say yes i do and you have to you have to really get into a, a little bit a little bit into the weeds there uh by by looking for trends and and, and anomalies that you might see well, what do you think are the three or four things that must be in place to ensure that you do have a positive environment and not negative clarity of mission clarity of uh, beliefs, and then uh, back up to that you don't tolerate thing uh, people who don't don't follow that, and and if that means sometimes losing a a, a top producer or a top underwriter, top whatever, but if they don't uh, don't walk the walk after multiple conversations, that you're willing to part with them. That that is the only way to really uh, demonstrate that you're serious. And and that, that what your expectations are, um, and then and then obviously re rewards as well, right? That that it's it's recognized when uh, when exceptional positive behavior is done, you we shout it out, uh, and it's it's recognized in our in our newsletters, our conversations, um, and it's there's notes that come from the, mo the most senior level. Hey, look, you know, congratulations. Look, this customer said, "What a phenomenal job you did!" But also your attitude and you, how much you wanted them to have the home, and you know you went the extra mile, and then what you know what a, what a great story that is. Uh, so you have to recognize those but the same way, also negatively recognize those who, who who don't in a way that just says you won't won't tolerate it. And then people people get it; they just they understand you on the bus or off the bus. So your last thought would be that if you had to tell all the managers, uh, what would that be? Walk, walk the walk every day. Clearly communicate uh, when and ask and care because right now when when, when negativity kicks in, sometimes there's something coming from home, right? There's sure. something's weighing on them, and it, 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 there's something that you can't just say suck it up and let let's go. It's you have to care enough to ask what's what's driving this. What why are you happy? Uh, yeah. What what am I missing here? What's going on in your life? And um, and sometimes it might just be a new relationship. They're not clicking with their new, uh, you know, relation loan officer connection or the person they're sitting next to. Uh, interpersonal issues like that, or it's something something at home, and or maybe they're just over overly challenged in the job. Uh, but the combination of those things together will usually solve. Pretty much anything that comes comes your way. Well, I think that's great advice to end with, and I want to thank you, Brian, for sharing really your thoughts with us today, and certainly for everyone listening. Look for our next podcast. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure, Pat. <laughs>